Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to week 14 of Please Bet on Football Games podcast. I am your host, Alex, here with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how are we doing? We're retiring. Yeah. It was... A- I said I was going to retire if I lost the Chiefs bet, and not only did I lose the Chiefs bet, I don't really have that much to gripe about. Like, should we cut to the bullshit report? Yeah, let's just jump right in. To the bullshit report. So we had another Thursday win, Buffalo minus four. Don't look now, but that's a month straight of winning our Thursday bets. Hell yeah. Thursday has come back to us. And then this Thursday we get Baker Mayfield possibly again, so. I I, I don't want to touch that game with the 10-foot pole. This is the bullshit report. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to Sunday. Uh, it didn't go as well. Oh, wait, no. Um, the Bills dominated the Patriots. That game should have been even more lopsided. Yeah, it was, it was very much legit. Uh, there, I didn't. I skipped right over it because I didn't think there was much Yeah, to no, say. it was a clean win, clean win. Sunday, we had Jacksonville plus one. The Lions... Face fucked them. Yeah, basically this game was one in the trenches, and it gets to something that I think we should employ for the rest of the year. We've had a really bad year this year, after five years straight of really good year. And I think that what's happened is something that we bitch about a lot, but really haven't adjusted for. We constantly bitch that the coaching in this league has gotten really bad. Yeah. And we constantly bitch that... The football has gotten really bad, and the quarterback play isn't nearly as good as it used to be. It's very clustered in the middle. And because of that, and I don't know how we never noticed this before, for so long we've been putting so much emphasis on coaching and quarterbacking because that was where you could really differentiate. But now that you can't really differentiate there as much, we need to focus on line play. And we ignore line play because for years it didn't really matter as much. It was typically pretty fucking solid across the league. But the, the, the discrepancies between a team like, in this case, Detroit and Jacksonville were massive. And that was the game. Jared Goff had all day to sit around and wait for his progressions to come through to him. He had all day for his patterns to develop. And Trevor Lawrence was getting face fucked. It's just that simple. It Yes, Ben Johnson is a genius offensive coordinator, and I would promote him. I would fire Dan Campbell tomorrow to promote Ben Johnson to be my head coach if I'm the Lions. And if I'm any other team in the NFL that has a bottom 27 head coach, I would fire my coach to hire Ben Johnson. He's going to be a special head coach. We could play out that list of 27. Who are those other five guys? But I don't know if we need to tangent this early. I mean, just like really quickly, don't fire Andy Reid. Don't fire Mike McDaniel. Don't fire Sean McVay. Don't fire Kyle Shanahan. Otherwise, think long and hard. Oh, don't fire, uh, what's his name, uh, Sirianni. I think Dable. Yeah, don't fire Dable. But like those are the caliber of guys that we're talking about that I think Ben Johnson fits in with. He's a fucking genius. I mean, he's like 33. Yeah, no, I, I agree that what he's done with their offenses here has been nothing short of a miracle. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a brilliant play caller, and his quarterback sucks, and his receivers aren't great, but their offensive line lets them do anything they want and lets them try any style of play with an at least with a floor of a moderate success. They can't fail. They're not going to have the massively negative plays because their line will hold up to at least some extent. And the one game where the Lions got embarrassed was against the Patriots when they were missing their entire interior. Yeah, it's a good point. Man, are we really going to have to start uh, getting back into those PFF line grades? To an extent, but we've also noted that when I do occasionally grade offensive linemen, I'm good at it. So maybe I'll just start doing some breakdown videos about tackles and guards. 
I don't believe that. I won't. Okay. But I will watch them much more carefully. That's fair. All right. So Jacksonville, that was that was legit. It I think totally we can legit. say we we goofed. And it informs a greater theory that we are going to use for the rest of the season. Yes. So you know, no no complete losses. Minnesota Vikings, another win. Minus three. Legit or bullshit? Uh it's kind of bullshit. Eh. The 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 Jets had two opportunities in the red zone to win the game outright. And if they were not trying to win the game outright, they could have easily kicked a field goal and covered. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Um, the only reason it's not total fucking bullshit is because Kirk Cousins played out of his mind terrible, despite it being the one o'clock slate. And the Vikings were in control the entire game, so they weren't really trying to create margin. Like it was This game was fraudulently close, but also the Jets absolutely had a chance to win. So it is 55% bullshit. I think that's a that's a fair read. It was more of a sweat than it should have been at the end, but the game itself felt it was twenty to three in the third quarter. Yeah, like the Vikings. The only reason the Vikings didn't get margin is because they didn't think they had to. Yep. All right. So we'll say kind of bullshit, but not not terrible. Yeah. Closing out the week, we had a couple losses. First up, Atlanta plus one. They lost to the Steelers by more than that. I believe it was seven. Six. Yeah, I mean, Mariota did not play well. Nope. They they got unlucky. They had ball security issues, but Mariota also just didn't play well. And all, almost all, I mean, let's put it like this, the Falcons have terrible receivers, and the Falcons have a terrible offensive line. If you're betting on the Falcons to win a football, and they have probably the worst defense in the league. If you're betting on the Falcons to win any football game, you need them to have a great run game and very good quarterback play. We got below average quarterback play, we got good run game, but not enough, and the defense played exactly like how you would think. And frankly, Poorly. if it wasn't for a terrible interception on the last drive the Falcons absolutely had a chance to drive and win that game yeah that was a tough one and I think that's that's the true issue with Mariota and I know I've I've mentioned it to you before is that his penchant for terrible decisions just always seems to come at the worst time yeah he will throw a pickable that his pickables are the type where you don't understand how he got there and also it was the worst possible time for him to get there yep granted and this is the problem. This is why I'm actually kind of happy that the Falcons sat him down just for like, if you actually care about Marcus Mariota, you've learned everything you're going to learn about him this year and you have no chance of making the playoffs anymore. Like literally, it's not a coincidence that the Falcons sat Mariota and are going to play Ritter the day after finding out they had a 4% chance of making the playoffs because the Buccaneers had that great comeback win against the Saints. Mm-hmm. It is. It, they are purely tied together. There is, it's not correlated. It is literally welded together at the hip. I think that the Falcons, honestly, I think that the Falcons realize, and I think that it's pretty clear, that Mariota might be able to be a legitimately good passer in this league. But you can't really tell when you're three offensive linemen short of a decent offensive line, and you have one receiver worth a goddamn. Yeah, I mean, I think they they went into this year with a lottery ticket on Mariota, and they've seen he can be a starting quarterback he can win them some games but he can also lose them some games and he's not clearly the guy so let's see what we have in this dude we drafted in the second round third third round no i I fully expect that they'll have a quarterback competition in the summer and i fully expect that Mariota will win it quickly yeah i mean because reports early on where that ritter was terrible and in Training camp. Because he's not good. I I, I tweeted it today. I did a full scouting. Honestly, my 2022 NFL draft quarterback scouting write-ups are like 90% more in-depth than any I've ever done before. There's a lot to them. And the first line of the one I did on Desmond Ritter is, 
I want to like him much more than I actually do. When you watch him drop back, for some reason it just looks right. You know, he's tall, he's athletic, he's a, uh, he's a poised kind of guy, he's a good leader, he's a mature dude. And he drops back and you're like, all right, I mean, there's, some, there's some pop on his ball, he can really drive it when he needs to or wants to, but it never comes together. He, he's got a strong arm, but he doesn't use it. He has the ability to throw with great velocity, it never comes. He's occasionally very accurate, but the consistency of accuracy is just not there at all. He's markedly inaccurate. And he reminds me a lot of with Derek Carr, where Derek Carr shows you a lot of things that make you say, this is an above average starting quarterback. But Derek Carr also has a lot of D performances, like a lot. Like that is the major, the plurality of his games are D. It's not awful, but it's just not good at all. In fact, it's bad. So I don't think that Desmond Ritter is better than Mariota. I don't think that he profiles as having a higher upside either. I think that Mariota has proven this season that with terrible surroundings, he can be solid at the work. Like He had a couple games that were much worse than solid, but I see the point you're making and yeah, I agree with you. Like, like on, a, on a holistic sense, his game on Thursday against the, or a Thursday night game against the Panthers was, was bad. Yeah, it was miserable. Uh, his game against the Steelers was bad. But for the most part, it's been decent at the league mm-hmm. and, and occasionally very, very good i think that i think he's proven enough that any reasonable gm would say it's at least worth bringing him back to see what's up next year after we've added a second wide receiver worth a damn after we've gotten some offensive line help because right now they've got two offensive linemen and one wide receiver and like no other quarterback would be asked ding 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 no other quarterback would be asked to produce at a reasonable level with those like and it's part of why i think that ritter is going to look terrible well, we can get into that Next when we week. talk about their games. They're, they're on a yeah, bye. I know they're on bye. But um, what's our last bullshit report game? The retirement game. Kansas Fuck. City minus two. Did not they? They lost. They lost, and the Travis Kelsey fumble really sucks, and it absolutely hurt us. But we can't blame this bet on. Nope the the Chiefs just don't want to beat the Bengals. I mean, the third down play where they threw the ball short to Chase was it, and there were three Chiefs lined up to tackle him short of the sticks and get the ball back, and they didn't. Maybe it was Higgins. It doesn't fucking matter. Nope. It was despicable. You texted me, and you were just like tackling. It's not even optional. Like like they don't even want to fucking try. Yeah. Um. Should I do my Mahomes rant? Do you want me to? I mean, I think it would be useful. Do do you want to do it now or when we talk about I'll truncate it, but I'll do it. Now. Okay. Never. So I've been lower on Mahomes than almost everybody on earth. So the thing about Mahomes is that he's an actively bad processor. He, and I know what you're thinking. That can't be true. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Sure. He's very effective, but hear me out. When I say he's a bad processor, I mean post-snap and even really pre-snap. He doesn't see what the play is trying to get him and what the defense is trying to give him. Several times in this game, and I paid closer attention because I've bet on the Chiefs plenty of times, but this is certainly the biggest bet I've ever put on the Chiefs. And and so I was a little bit more invested, and I paid a little bit closer attention to Mahomes than usual because typically my stance is, why would I pay that much attention? He's still a great quarterback, and the process doesn't matter quite as much because, let's, let's face it, there's not a hot take to be had. Mahomes is not a bad quarterback. Mahomes is not an average quarterback. Mahomes is, at the very least, a good quarterback. But in watching this game, I recognize that very often, especially on early downs, Mahomes is just, he doesn't see the way the play is unwinding to give him the yards that the play is schemed. He's not taking what's given to him. And it's not, it's not even to say that he's trying to go deep. Sometimes he'll throw the ball short, just late into the wrong player. Like sometimes, for instance, there was one key third down in the fourth quarter on the final drive. 
or, you know, on the Chiefs' final drive. And it's third down and seven. And right off the bat, they have a wheel route to the running back. He is, it's a wheel curl. He's standing a yard short of the line of scrimmage. The nearest defender is five yards away, flat-footed. If Mahomes zips that ball in there on time, it's an easy first down. And Mahomes looks at him and he doesn't go there. Instead, he stares down Kelsey and he rolls and he tries to make something happen and he fails because he's being way too aggressive. So, this is, yes, this is one play, but it's it's a symptom of a larger syndrome. Mahomes has a lot of trouble reading plays on time, playing within structure, and yes, he can overcome it with his incredible physical talent and, you know, his amazing second reaction skills, but when it comes down to it, he's just not that good at playing the quarterback position, and that's despite having an elite offensive line and an elite head coach. And maybe not elite wide receivers, but very deep receiving core. And and also the best tight end in the world. So all this to say, I'm a little low on Mahomes and I'm a little disappointed in him just because he's not fundamentally sound at all. Yeah, I mean, he's undoubtedly still very good. It's it's a factor of what he has, I agree with you. Like, he has one of the best play callers in the league. He's a very good offensive line. He has, I think, a good receiving core that is very deep. Like, they don't have any killers on that besides Kelsey, but the receivers aren't studs, but they're all good at their roles, and they have a lot of guys that can fill them. And I think you're right that he doesn't process all that well. It's just that I don't think he really has to. And it's why, like, the results, even, you know, the process may be bad, but the results still end up good a lot of the time because he can create shit out of nothing. And his arm talent is so absurd that he, he can go to the wrong read and even roll out to the wrong side of the field and then throw across his body to the other side for, you know, a dime. So, yeah, I mean, he's ultimate highs and then a little bit like Josh Allen where you get really bad lows, too, when you come to expect just constant really good. See, I I think that what separates Josh Allen is his ability to actually play within structure sometimes. I don't think Mahomes has that ability. And and I I think that they are not on different tiers but on different ends of the same tier. I think Josh Allen is great, and I think that Patrick Mahomes is barely great, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I I think it's going to be impossible to tell while he has Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. That is true. I mean, like, you literally, it, Mahomes couldn't have a better scenario. Consistency of the same elite head coach and the same good offensive line, if not awesome offensive line. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that said, no bullshit. Yeah. I, lost, I lost that bet, and it has broken. Yeah, the, the, the Chiefs just don't want to beat the Bengals. I don't know, it'll be it'll be fun to talk about the Bengals kryptonite this week, but well, let's move on to week fourteen. Let's let's talk about the game we're currently watching. Yeah, we are currently watching the Raiders and the uh, Rams. Baker Mayfield is playing. We're excited. We don't expect it to really go well. Although full full disclosure, we're at the start of the second half, and it hasn't gone poorly. It's gone mostly well, but there are some Jesus Christ. Can't do that. You can't <laughs> run the. Oh, you're you're confused that you just got a penalty for running the fair catch calling punt returner. It hit him in the back. It, it hit the gunner in the back. The as ball he hit yes, the, the ball hit the gunner's ass as he leveled the fair catching punt returner. This is great podcasting I like when we do during games. Oh, he got pushed in, that's he why. He did get he wrapped up though. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, that's bad. We weren't going to bet on this game. No. Even with Baker, it's been 36 hours. Yeah, he just got there. Um, it, we're just enjoying the chaos and hoping Baker shows some positive signs. Yeah, I think that's fair. Which he has to this point. Yeah. You know, not entirely positive, but largely. He's got three positive throws. And honestly, I'm impressed because it should be a shit show. All right. Well, let's talk about <clears throat> some Sunday games. Yeah. First up, we have the Baltimore Ravens going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are minus two. This is the best bet, I think. I, I think the market is just continuing to undervalue Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about how how their offense changes or, you know, maybe they don't have the same dynamic ability with him, which I don't know. But he did pretty well last week after Lamar went out. I mean, it was mostly box score watching for me, but he... <laughs> He completed like 27 of 32 passes. He ran for a touchdown. I mean, that that score was fraudulent, and the Ravens should have won by a little bit more comfortable of a margin. Uh, but sometimes you run a half or a wide receiver reverse pass, and your receiver throws a pick into quadruple coverage in the end zone, and and that really hampered the Ravens. Uh, Huntley also just had one inexplicable pickable that I just don't. I literally don't know what the fuck happened, and that's gonna happen. But you know, in general. I was not unimpressed. I was perfectly in... Huntley did what I thought he would do against a really good defense coming in on short notice, and I think that he'll be even better against a lesser defense with more time. Yeah, and do you think the Steelers are going to be able to move the ball at all against this defense? Not a fucking chance. I mean, I think they might get some some occasional shot plays that come through, but I think they're going to be under pressure the whole time. They're not going to be able to run at all, and... Baltimore still has really good corners, man. Yeah, and again, we, we've been talking about it for weeks. Vastly improving defensive line. Are they talking about Baker? Hell yeah. The announcers are talking about maybe you need to bench Baker Mayfield because he got sacked, so we're not putting the volume on anymore. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Sunday. So, Ravens, I agree. I mean, the defense has been looking better. That line is kind of coming in, and... I, don't know, I just think they're a better team than the Steelers, I, I don't even think, with Huntley. I think that it is, we say it all, okay, we're going to be basing a lot of our handicapping on offensive line play, right? Who's got the better offensive line? I think it's very clearly the Ravens. And yeah. I think on defense, I don't think the defensive lines are very different right now. Highsmith and TJ Watt are both great. Yeah. But, and, and, and then Cam Hayward's obviously elite. Kalias Campbell is not as good as Cam Hayward, but he's very good. Yeah, still, which blows my mind. And then the combination of JPP rotating with... Matabuike and Tyus Bowser is not as good as TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, but close. It's so effective because they keep everybody so fresh. I'm enthused. I think this is our best bet. I really, it's the only bet that jumps out at me when I look at these lines. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the look of it. I think we get the, the right matchup and the Ravens are better in the trenches. I think they're better in the fucking well, skill positions too. Well, yes, but... We're trying to avoid the skill positions. Yeah, I know. Just offensive line. Steelers have a bad offensive line. I looked up injuries just because I feel like that's how we always screw ourselves. <laughs> like, we're like, oh, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And then we realize that there are a few people missing. Um, let's see. For the Steelers, it looks like they're largely healthy. I mean, Watt didn't practice today. He was limited Wednesday. He's fine. Yeah, Hayward didn't practice today, but that was just resting. They're veterans. They're Larry Ogunjobi hasn't practiced. He actually but looked really good last week. I like Larry. I mean, it, for what he is. Well, he's gained weight again. He looks like a nose guard again. Yeah. Um, Najee's been limited. Uh, the tackle, Chucks. 
Okorafor. He's been limited. And then the Ravens are a little beat up, but it looks like most of the guys that weren't practicing are largely back. Um, the one that I worry about a little bit, oh no, never mind, it's just rest, was Marcus Peters hasn't practiced this week. Yeah, he's just a rest guy. Yeah. I mean, that whole secondary is rest guys. Yeah, Kevin, I, if we're talking about line play, Kevin Zeitler has been, uh, he hasn't practiced this week. They're so deep on the offensive line, I don't think it matters. Um, they're resting the center. Ronnie Stanley's been limited. Yeah, but they have Daniel Falele, and he's actually been playing really well. Patrick I mean, Macari. Not great, he but he's been playing fine. Macari's great backup. Yeah, he has practice. So I think they're fine. Injuries won't, won't really get us. A lot of what the Ravens' offensive line has going forward is that they are too deep at every position. Like, they actually, their backup offensive line is a solid NFL offensive line. Their backup offensive line is definitely better than the Steelers' offensive line. I think you might be right. All right, so best bet? Best bet. Best bet. Ravens. All right, moving on. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are minus five and a half. Mm. We're not going to bet on the Bengals simply because that's the square thing to do. Um, they are the we lean. I lean Bengals. I do too. They should win this game. Oh, they got the revenge factor. And Deshaun Watson looks <clears throat> terrible. And how perfect is it that Joe Burrow has never beaten the Browns? Well, so they're going to win, but how much by? Yeah, I know. That's that's the worry. I mean, I I still think Deshaun's going to be bad. I think he's going to be bad this entire season. I mean, he hasn't played in two fucking years. I mean, we've got two good offensive lines, even as presently constituted. Jesus Christ, Josh Jacobs. What a roller coaster of emotions on that play. He might have been down, or he broke his hand. Yeah, he broke his hand, but he is not down. He coughed that fucker. Yeah, it looked like it, it really popped out. Yeah, the trajectory of that fumble means it had to be a fumble. Oh, how did that happen? Never mind. Oh, because his hand broke. That's how it happened. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh, okay, so um, we've got two good offensive lines as presently constituted, and you've got two good defensive lines. So I really think that that evens out. Uh, I mean, what the Browns lack in defensive tackles, the Bengals lack in defensive ends, comparatively. It then comes down to just who's got better skill positions and who's got a more disciplined secondary, and both go to the Steelers, or uh, Bengals, as well as the quarterback advantage, even if it's narrow. But Burrow's been playing really clean ball lately, even if he's he not been. he's not doing anything special. He just isn't making any mistakes. Yeah, no, he's been, he has been playing incredibly smart football. Yeah, like, and it's not even that he's doing any, like, again, it's not that he's, like, making these crazy reads and, like, seeing through thick disguise or anything. Like, no, he's just not taking risks, not fucking up, playing within him himself taking what defense to give him and knowing that his playmakers are going to do stuff yeah and they do and they do that's great so props to him for that and whereas deshaun watson can't hit the broad side of a barn he looks confused lost and doesn't have the arm uh bengals definitely win but i don't see value yeah i mean i feel like you could use it as a leg it's just no value in teasing through zero yeah i mean i, w- I would just do money line yeah but, all right, so money line, Bengals almost definitely are going to win, feel comfortable in that. Were the Ravens plus two? Yeah. So you take that fucking shit minus two at, like, 150 odds. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're plus 110 straight up. So they'll be plus 130 at the minimum at minus two? Let's go find minus two plus 115. What? All right. Well, that's on Bovada. That's why you got to use BetUS, and you got to use the sign-up code in the bio of this podcast to pay 
Alex and I because we are broke after the Chiefs debacle last week. Seamless plug. Well done. I mean, that was an honest plug. That's fucking ridiculous. You get five fucking points so that you can move four points or, yeah, two points. Yeah, two. Bullshit. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's a, it's a ripoff. It's a con job. All right, game three. Moving on. Next up, we have the Houston Texans going to play the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are minus 17 and a half. Feels steep. <laughs> it does, especially with Davis Mills coming Davis back. Davis Mills is back. Dude, honestly, the Texans should have beat the Browns last week if Davis Mills was playing, and I think they know it, and I think that's why he didn't. <sighs> I mean, 17 and a half is huge. No, you can't touch it. It's yeah. just too big a spread. It's not even football at that point. Yeah, and I could see the Cowboys just running away with this because the Texans have been getting absolutely pushed. Yep, yep. No, I mean, this, we've yeah. talked it, enough about this game. Trash game. You can't even parlay it. Yep. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars going to play the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are minus three and a half. I think there's value on Jacksonville. Tennessee's just so beat up. They are. They got 14 dudes on the injured list. Check that shit out. It's crazy. They're missing both of their starting corners. I mean, that's enough right there. Apparently, Jeffrey Simmons might play, might not. Again, their offensive line is shambles. <laughs> Jesus. Let's see, um, we have Danico Autry hasn't practice. Trey Avery hasn't practiced. CJ Board hasn't practiced. Traylon Burks hasn't practiced. Christian Fulton hasn't practiced. David Long hasn't practiced. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons was limited Wednesday, didn't practice today. Derek Henry didn't practice, but his rest. Got a handful of guys that are all limited. Yeah, they're pretty beat up. No, they're, they're, they're fucked. And by comparison, the Jags, uh, I mean, Lawrence hasn't practiced this week. He will be fine. And then other guy, the only other guy they have that hasn't jacked practice is Chad Moma. It's tough to bet on Jacksonville after the way we just watched their asses get torn apart, but I that's the square that's the square perspective. Like you're supposed to be able to bet on teams that just got beat up. Let's go look up the weather in in Tennessee. I would bet that because it's Tennessee it'll be 56 degrees and cloudy but no rain. The high 56 degrees. <laughs> it's not going to rain. It's going to be low of 45, high of 56, cloudy. Dude, I that was what it, that was, I literally couldn't have nailed it better. That was a nice call. Nate Jefferson didn't look for the ball. I, I don't think Baker knew the play properly on that one. Yeah, probably. This is what happens when... You have 36 hours to learn an offense. Yeah, it's, it's truly insane that he's playing right now. Like, I don't even feel comfortable grading this game because almost every play is just like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knew what was supposed to happen there. Yeah. Um, okay, so... I mean, that that weather is conducive to Trevor Lawrence, but so the, the Titans aren't going to get any pass rush. So Lawrence will have all day to hang out and run the play, read the play, throw downfield against a bad secondary that's beat up. Well, a good secondary that's so beat up that it's become bad. Additionally, Travis Etienne's another week healthier, and he'll be even better at running the ball. On the other side, Derrick Henry is going to try to ram the ball down the Jaguars' throat. It'll probably work. Yeah, if we're talking about lines. They've been bad against the run. Trayvon Walker has been, like, really disappointing. Yeah, uh, someone sent me something that was like, has there been a first overall pick that's been less talked about than Trayvon Walker in, in recent memory? And with good reason. Like, he's he's done—he's a not noticeable player. He's, he's done nothing good or bad. Yeah, and I think some of that is what happens when you play in Jacksonville. Like, you're not going to get the eyeballs. Max Crosby almost just got a sack on a wide receiver screen. Yeah, they they didn't touch. And that's with a stutter go. He fucking didn't get a good jump. That's crazy. Sober King. So much burst. Sober for fun. Not even alcoholic. Just likes it better. He made it seem like he he had some uh, some issues with it. I think he's got a lot of issues. Sling it. Oh, Baker, no. Have some balls. That's not what you want to do on the deck. Well... Um, so are we betting on Jacksonville? I'm going to be honest. I don't love it. I don't either. It's a maybe, but I don't like it at all. 
Yeah, I feel like we leave it in maybe. Like the emergency end of the maybe. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings going to play the Detroit Lions. The Lions are minus two. So every square is going to bet on the Vikings. Are they right, though? Exactly. I'm... Okay. He just popped that kicker. He did pop that play. I need to see if Christian Derrissaw is playing. To the internet. I think the Rams punter just tore his ball sack off his leg. He, he got... I, did you see him after the punt? Yeah, he didn't look great. <sighs> yeah, I... Yeah, no, he tore his ball sack straight from his leg. Oh, and he got hit in the ball sack. Oh, 34 just popped him in the nuts. Derrissaw has been limited all week, so I feel like he's going. Yeah, that's, it's that's a concussion, an, uh, so... Oh, it's a concussion? Yeah. Yeah, he's playing then. Um, okay, so you, the, the Vikings will have a good offensive line again. Granted, God damn, they got... Five people on their injured list with illness. Yeah, but they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, three of them already practiced today after not practicing Wednesday. CJ Ham and Daniel Hunter didn't practice again, but... I don't care. So, the, we have a good offensive line with the Vikings against an awesome offensive line in the Lions. Um, I don't like... I know that PFF likes them. I don't like the Vikings defensive line at all. So, the Lions are going to be able to eat the Vikings defense up on all those short routes, taking all the time they want playing underneath that deep zone coverage. The Lions have been pretty good versus zone, and the Vikings only run zone. The Lions have been on a bit of a heater. What are they, like 5-1 and one, their last six? Something crazy. I mean, yeah. they're definitely on a heater. So they're playing much better. Dude, I... Where is it? In Detroit. So they're saying this is an even matchup on neutral field, and I think they're probably right. Yeah, I think so. Man, this sucks. There's not value on this game. They lined it properly, and they shouldn't have. I know. Like, it's crazy. I mean, what are the what are the Vikings? Ten and two? Yeah. Or maybe ten and one. Maybe ten and one. I think they're ten and one. How many games? Or eleven and one. I think they have one loss, dude. <laughs> they have one loss. <laughs> I think their only loss is to the Eagles. No, they're ten and two. Okay. Let's let me let me. Who else did they fucking lose? They got fucking run by Dallas. That forty yes, to three did. game. That's who the other one was. <laughs> okay, so yeah, unfortunately there should be line value here, but there's not, and I hate it. Yeah. We, we got to give the Lions respect. They have a healthy, excellent offensive line. They're going against a team that does not have a good defense, does not have a special defensive line. They're going against a defense that's very predictable and easy for smart coordinators to cut up. Ben Johnson, as we mentioned earlier, is absolutely one of those. Yeah, I, I don't. We can't bet on the Vikings, and I don't know if I can bet on Detroit laying money against a team that's ten and two. Yep, I think I'm in the exact same spot. I, I hate it, but I feel like we have to pass. Yeah, and if if the Lions do win, it's going to be close. So the two points actually kind of matters. Yeah, no, we got to pass. All right, next game we have the New York Jets going to play the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are minus ten. Ah, <sighs> fuck! It's a good number. Yeah, I think it's a good number. It's a really good number. I, I lean Jets. I think that Mike White is the real deal. And by the real deal, I mean better than Zach Wilson. I was going to say, what do you... Okay, that I agree with that. Yeah, I think that he's a below average to average starting quarterback. And I think it's a classic case of perception is reality in that the guys on the team like him. Yeah, they play a lot harder for him. And, you know, it might just be a chemistry thing. And, like, when you enjoy who you're playing with, I think that matters in the NFL. Oh, dude, totally. And uh, so they're they're more into it, you know. And Apparently they fucking... In fact, I... So here's a fun fact. Somebody that lives in this building, I don't know if you saw the uh, the, the Mike White shirts that have been going viral the last couple weeks. He I make, He designs them. Oh, no shit. Yeah, dude named Kiwi. Real cool dude. Uh, he's from uh, New Zealand. Makes sense why his name is Kiwi. Yeah, I met him at the, uh, the apartment building Christmas party the other day. Real cool dude it's fun but uh yeah he uh he, he like made the mike fucking white shirt and everything and super cool apparently according to kiwi these dudes just fucking love mike white as a guy like as soon as they saw the mike fucking white shirt they wanted like 20 
Like, they all love him. And maybe it's because they all hate Zach Wilson, but it doesn't actually really matter at all. Exactly. So, I almost got that. Um, yeah, I lean Jets, but I'm not going to bet against a Bills team that is just so desperate to get right. Yeah. I mean, the Bills haven't looked great the last few weeks. They've been a bit of a step back. The last month. Yeah, but they're still just so fucking talented. And I feel like at any moment they can go nuclear and have a great game. Yeah, no, they should be winning these games by a lot more. <laughs> so I'm not betting against them. Yeah, especially, I mean... We've, we've seen the Bills' ability to beat a team to fucking hell. Yeah, and they've done it against good teams. Done it against good defenses, too. So... Next up. Moving on. We have the Philadelphia Eagles going to play the New York Giants. The Giants are plus seven. So we thought that the Eagles were a falling star, and then last week they put the shellacking down. Yes, they, they made us eat those words pretty good. Their line is healthy on both sides. And it's very good. And that D-line has actually come into its own a little bit. How's, uh, is it Evan, is Evan Neal back? Let's go see. Because that's going to be the, like, the Giants have a pretty good offensive line with their tackles both healthy. Otherwise, they do not. I mean, listen, the Giants kind of stink. They're really well coached, and that's the only reason I am tempted to take take the seven just because I feel like Dable can make anything close just by you know game theory he really is Dable has really impressed me with his ability to understand that his team is not very good and he needs to shorten the games by limiting possessions to increase variance and give himself a shot and when you're limiting possessions and increasing variance you are inherently making lower scoring games or at least tighter scoring games because there's fewer possessions to score all right, so I think Evan Neal's still on IR, and then and then I can't look I can't look to anything but the Eagles on the teaser. Yeah, and then you have Adoree Jackson hasn't practiced this week. Leonard Williams hasn't practiced this week, and then Josh Azudu, who's a guard for him, hasn't practiced this week. Shane Lemieux, who's a guard for them, hasn't practiced this week. So Fuck, no Shane Lemieux. Okay, yeah, no. We so they're gotta... beat up on the O line, man. I'm, you know what? I'm kind of looking fucking maybe Eagles on the maybe list. Yeah. Minus seven. Them straight up. I mean, dude, if you've got Shane Lemieux hurt and you got Evan Neal hurt, you got two good starting offensive linemen hurt on an offensive line that has three good players. <coughs> so I don't... The way that the Eagles play, running the ball, doing power offense, it's sustainable and consistent. I could see them running away with this game a little bit. I could too. I mean, the Giants are fraudulent. They, they just tied... The Commanders, they lost to the Cowboys, they oh, lost fuck. to the Lions. God damn it. They, they showed Jaws on the fucking Thursday Night Football screen, and I'm freaking out, man. I, don't, I really fucking hate sharks. Sharks are scary. And then they barely beat, or barely beat, they beat the Texans by eight, lost to the Seahawks. Like, they haven't been good the last five weeks. They've gone... Well, they were never good to begin with. They've gone one, three, and one against the Seahawks, the Texans, the Lions, the Cowboys, and the Commanders. Remember how quick that first half went? Yeah. Like halfway through the third quarter. And drag. Um, yeah, no, I, I I lean Philly, but I'm not ready to bet on Philly. Maybe? I think maybe. All right, let's do next. All right, next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs going to play the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are plus nine and a half. The only way you can look is the Chiefs. I'm tempted. And they, you know, they lost to uh, their kryptonite team. I know. I would definitely tease them with Philly. Ooh, nice throw, bay. Oh, good, good arm angle change. First down. Yeah, I mean, I I would look to the Chiefs. I think they're a prime tease candidate here. 
even though it gets you to three and a half, which is a bit of a funky number. But I don't think it much matters because the Broncos can't score. No, uh, Russell Wilson has eight touchdown passes and 12 bathrooms. I'm glad that you're keeping up on that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you can take nine and a half. There's too much room for fuck shit to happen. Yeah, and as bad as the Broncos' offense has been, their defense has been pretty fucking incredible. Oh, it's incredible. And Mahomes has not been looking good enough that I'm not confident. I mean, like, Mahomes could absolutely throw a pick. Baker Mayfield's got, like, fucking 40 yards of DPIs today. He's He is doing some elite Flacco ball right now. I mean, that was the only fucking read on that play. It was so covered up. Yeah, and he threw that fucking oh, ball he, he 60 yards. Ball. <laughs> I'll take it, man. You make him scared. That might have been uncatchable anyway. I don't know. No, he could have got there. Yeah, it's five yards and he was already on the ground by the time the ball fell. Yeah. He could have yeah, 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 yeah. Great throw. Okay, so use him as a tease, drop dead leg. Yep. But nine and a half's too much. Exactly. Oh my goodness. That was already the first game of the three o'clock hour. Jesus. This is a bad week. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not betting anymore. <laughs> right? <laughs> what is this play? Uh, Baker lead blocking for five foot six two two Atwell is what that is. And is the shortest run of all time. Double reverse, In baby. terms of height. All right. Next up in the three o'clock hour, we have the Carolina Panthers going to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are minus four. Here we go. We got one. Seattle. Yeah, I agree. You got to. You got a home team, long trip. Yeah, you're laying four and you don't like to do that, but the Panthers really suck and Sam Darnold sucks. Their game last week and his first start was a little closer than it should have been because Sam Darnold t- turned a fumbled snap into a rolling touchdown run somehow. Like he literally log rolled into the end zone. Let's see, I'm looking at injuries. I agree. I mean, Darnold has he's he, not been good. Oh, he's bad. He's worse than P.J. Walker, I think. Granted, it's really hard to tell how good somebody is in this Carolina offense because it sucks. It is. All right, so the Panthers are pretty healthy. Yeah. The Seahawks are pretty healthy everywhere except running back. because Yeah, but they're so deep at running back, it doesn't matter. Yeah, D.J. Dallas and Kenneth Walker both haven't practiced this week. I mean, Kenneth Walker, they had the whole, like— And then Rashad Penny's out for the year. Yeah. They have one more guy, though, don't they? I would hope so. Well, I mean, like, one more good guy. Look um, at Tutu Atwell Scoot. But that's— that's really their their only injuries. Yeah, I think they're fine. They got good offensive tackles. That'll slow down Brandon or Brian Burns. That's really all you need to do. It'll be absolutely okay. Yeah. I, I, I like the Seahawks a lot in this spot. They've been sputtering a little bit lately. They've been trying to get back on track, and they have a get-right game against a terrible team flying across the country. So uh, that's bet number two. Not a best bet, just a regular bet. We got two picks. Heck yeah. Rams just got fleeced on a ghost hold. Moving on to the last game of the 3 o'clock hour. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to play the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are minus 3.5. Looks like it's about to move to 3, though. 49ers? Minus 3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wait for that one to drop and then take it. I would take it up to minus 5. It's That's bad. Yeah, even with Brock Purdy... I think they're going to be able to manufacture points just because it's I personally think I don't, I don't think that Brock Purdy is a downgrade at all from Garoppolo. I think he's better. Yeah, I don't think it's much of a difference. I don't think it's much of a difference, but I think that you get a downfield element just because he's got a stronger arm. Yeah, and the the Bucks are just, they're so handicapped by their coaching yeah. that they're going to give up a lot of points, whether it's by being too conservative on offense. They're going to bust coverages like crazy on defense, and on offense they are going to run the ball on every first down get zero yards and then they will throw a screen or go deep shot or go halfback draw and then on third down they will have to go desperation deep shot and they will not move the ball and tom is still good 
but he is not good to the point that he can save them on third and long every drive anymore. Few, if any, are. Kind of weak penalty, but whatever. Yeah, especially because the Raiders guy was getting in his face and he just pushed him off. I mean, like, it was dumb by that player, but that's what we call. On to Sunday night. Yeah, we got three picks, so we kind of need this. We have the Miami Dolphins going to play the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are plus three. I, I hate saying this, but it's Dolphins. I, I think you're right. It's absolutely the Dolphins. I mean, their their O-line's a little beat up. Dude, the Chargers O-line is dead. Yeah. Corey Lindsley's out now. So they're missing a guard, a center, a left tackle, a right tackle, a backup right tackle. They're on their thir- Yeah, they are fucked. And the, the Dolphins actually have a good defensive line, and they have proven time and time again that they can overcome their offensive line woes because Mike McDaniel is just that smart. So looking at the injury report, for the Chargers, or guys that haven't played week, Bryce Callen, Derwin James, Bash. Okay, so they have nothing left. Uh, Corey Lindsley, he was, he was committed once. Okay, well, Trey, Trey Pipkins is out. So now they're on their third string right tackle and second string left tackle. And as far as the Dolphins, the only guys are Melvin Bresley. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, Tyreek did pop up on the... Does not matter. Practice. He will play. Uh, he will play. So you don't... You don't have any injury stuff. How long has your mic been off? Like, I don't know, 15 seconds. Might have to might have to replay all that injury uh, Well, we're just gonna... No, no, no. We'll sum it up real quick. Nobody of note is injured on the Dolphins except Austin Jackson. And that's the right tackle. And the Chargers are just fucked. Yeah, they're beat up, and I I feel like they're in a little bit of that. You know, they're still in it. Mm, I don't know if they think they're in it, especially but I don't, last week. I don't know if they think they are, whereas the Dolphins are 100% still all in. Tua has more Pro Bowl votes than anybody. Like, at some point, the absurdity does matter. Like, they think think they have something special and to some extent that makes them have something perception is reality man every day they come to work thinking that they got the shit like they got the goods they're ready for it and they got embarrassed last week so they're gonna want to come out and be better and what better team to get right against than one of the worst coach teams in the nfl with no offensive line no wide receivers no coaching no pass rush no cornerbacks miami minus three where is it la all right, so no home field advantage, neutral field. Yep. Okay, we got four picks. We need one more. What's the next game? Moving on to Monday night, we have the New England Patriots going to play the Arizona Cardinals. God damn it. The Cardinals are plus one and a half. <sighs> I guess the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots are probably going to win. I think the Patriots will win. I think it'll be an ugly game. It's going to be a terrible game. The ugliest game. I'm probably not going to watch this game. If I watch this game, it'll be purely for schadenfreude about both of these terrible quarterbacks. I have an exam at 9 a.m. the next morning. You're not watching this game. Absolutely not. I won't feel bad about it either. No, you're missing nothing. Um, okay, so do you like Jacksonville or Philly? I like Philly. I think if those are the options, I think we go Philly. Yeah, I make Philly the fifth pick at minus seven. Okay, so I, I'm going to pass on this fucking Patriots-Cardinals uh, game. We've got a good but uncharacteristically sloppy Patriots offensive line versus a bad Arizona defense or offensive line. And the defensive lines are both pretty mediocre. I give the edge to Arizona. Uh, as far as coaching goes, I think that Arizona outclasses New England, if only because Matt Patricia is so bad on the offensive side of the ball, but also because I think Cliff is better than Belichick generally. Uh, we don't need to get into that, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what more to say. 
I think we've done it. Yeah. It's I a shitty fucking week. It's it's bad. Somehow we found five picks. We love Baltimore. That's yes. a that's a great pick. I like San Francisco minus three quite a bit. I like Miami minus three quite a bit. So those are the three that I would like legitimately put money on. Seattle minus four I like. And then Philly minus seven, I will acquiesce to. Yeah, I think we're in the same boat. Three we really like, one that's decent, and one that we're kind of just pushing in because we need a fifth. Throw in the Philadelphia and Kansas City teaser as well. Yeah, I like that. That'll be the the PBFG teaser of the week. Remember to go bet that over at BetUS if you want and use the promo code in the bio because we get 100 bucks if you do regardless of how much money you deposit. You got to deposit, like, I think five bucks, but anything over that, we get a hundred bucks. So, like, deposit ten bucks, bet that teaser, win, pull your money out, we get a hundred bucks, you make eight or nine bucks, everybody's happy. Everybody wins. Bet US. Except for Bet US. We're going to try to screw Bet US by giving them our business. It works. Using the promo code in the bio of the pod. We kept this thing short as fuck somehow. Yeah, we did. I think it's because the week is so bad. The week is so bad. Maybe a little bit of apathy too. No, actually, Baker Mayfield starting tonight has given me like so much more. It's totally rejuvenated my football caringness. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. When we went to start this... It was lethargic. Yeah, before the game started or right as it was starting... And not a lot of energy in the room. And then Baker came in on the second drive, and we were like, you know what, let's, let's talk about some football. You may notice that like right when I start the Mahomes rant, my voice perks up quite a bit, and it's because Baker Mayfield came into the game with literally zero fanfare, super randomly, and when he knows what play is happening, he looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously had some goofs, but it's to be expected. He literally got to L.A. Tuesday night. Yeah, he's literally still jet-lagged. Like, as one who has made that flight several times, he he doesn't feel like it's nighttime yet. It feels like it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. I didn't say that right, but you knew what I meant. Yeah. Like, it's not prime time for him. It is sleepy time. Anyway, sorry we suck at betting on football games, but hey, we're taking a new approach. We're trying something a little different, and hopefully we win this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, because obviously this year is a loser. So yeah. we're going to, much like the Falcons putting in Desmond Ritter, we're going to see what the option that we don't like as much, but fuck it, let's see what happens. Nice. Yeah. Um. Thanks for sticking with us. Hopefully we're funny enough to get past the fact that apparently we don't know shit about the 2022 NFL season. Till next time, hasta.